1: Uh, all right, welcome to another episode of the Best Life Podcast. Also, just the best podcast. That's how. That's my intro from now on. Um, the best It is Thanksgiving week here in the states. What are you guys doing, in?
0: Nothing. Oh, nice. You know, I text my dad. I said, "Oh, this is Danny J. I I text my dad. I was like, "Hey, we're not going to do anything for Thanksgiving." He's like, "Hey, I can ask friends if you want to be invited over." I was like, You're "No, like, I immediately, no." We just wanted to do nothing. So this is the plan is to do nothing. And Jeff's actually traveling. He gets home late tonight and we've been both traveling a lot. So he's like, I just want to sleep from Thursday to Sunday. And I was like, yes, that sounds fantastic. So
1: yeah. No plans. No plans. Nice. Good. We're, uh, yeah, same. We just got back. We did um, like a few days in Florida at my mom's. It has been, I've been traveling for like the last five weeks. I think I have like five trips in five weeks. I'm so happy to be home. Like, yeah. So happy to be home for a month. And yeah. uh yeah, my steps have been way down this month. <laughs> Not good.
0: You know, when I travel, I actually whoa. When I travel, I get a lot of steps because it just seems like the airports and just the actual travel days tend to be a lot of walking, but yeah, I get that. a
1: lot of sitting for me. Uh, So anyway, actually, I came across this um, video and I really like her stuff. You guys aren't following Alexi Panos. Her stuff is really good. It's a a lot about relationships. Oh, it's funny. I actually was on a podcast yesterday as a guest and I thought we were going to talk business and he's kind of like a mindset guy for entrepreneurs and then all of a sudden it like turned into and I was like... I told the affair story again. And I was like, I haven't told this story in a couple of years. And uh, just talking about like radical responsibility and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I was like, oh, this is a throwback. And then I pitched, of course, the podcast on the end of it. So hopefully we get some new listeners. But um, Alexi's stuff is really good. She works with couples. She works with individuals on relationships, boundaries, communication, all that stuff, a lot of personal development stuff. And she had a reel that I thought was – it was just really insightful. And she kind of called it, she referenced something called destruction mode. And um, it was this idea that it's when you're in a relationship or when you could potentially be in a relationship and you're ready to get divorced. And what she was saying was, which caught my attention is she was like, but this is good. This is a good place to be. And I was like, how is this a good place to be? (laughs) But she then explained it and kind of said, You have the opportunity, if you so choose, to completely just destruct the thing. And she was kind of using a metaphor like a house. You have this opportunity to sort of destroy the house that you built that's no longer working, no longer livable or whatever you want to call it, and start fresh and start really building the foundation of a new version of the relationship with the same person, and I thought this is an interesting take on it because she hooked me in with the like, "This is good to be in this place," um, and I have I have some thoughts on this. What was your initial reaction?
0: Well, yeah, she I, I think she even said, "Congratulate!" Like if you're there, congratulations. Yeah. And it's like a oh, we'll so thanks. <laughs> it doesn't feel good to be here, but okay, <laughs> we're on the verge of of destroying everything. Well, I had a couple initial thoughts, um, and actually, her husband recently did a reel about something in their marriage. So I think this comes from a very personal experience of hers and his, that they were basically about to just shut it all down. So they obviously sounds like they decided to destroy everything and come back together. So I think this is really coming from a personal place. I had a couple thoughts. One is, yes, you can, you know, start from scratch and build everything again and have a relationship 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever. And then my other thought was, do we always need to do that and and i'm thinking about a couple different scenarios of people in my head and including myself of when maybe sometimes i've seen i've seen this this one particular couple i know who's tried and tried and tried and i think they really really believe because of their religion that they need to stay together and i think from everyone on the outside who sees their relationship. It's kind of like, why are you fighting for something that probably should have been let go of a long time ago? And then on the other hand, I remember when I was first married, many of my friends getting married a few years after we did, and then already divorced within two or three years. And I thought, man, they never even tried to make this work. And so I think there's another piece of we, you do sometimes have to tear everything down and rebuild it. And then the other part is I'm thinking about, uh, really dear friend of mine who was in a, an abusive relationship and hearing these kind of things. And so maybe who's somebody who's stuck in an abusive relationship and who may not even know they're in an abusive relationship because there's so much manipulation that they're going, Oh, all we have to do is destroy this and try again. And so it's really tricky when we give these blanket and I know it's just reels and it's just social media. And it's very specific to, I think Alexia and her, her husband's situation. And then maybe somebody who's in a similar situation. But I I just want to caveat this with like, maybe all of this, like, yes, I think it can be really cool. And also no, some people shouldn't do this at all. So those are like my first initial thoughts. We could go down each of those paths.
1: No, I agree with you. So, and I, I love this idea. Like to me, this really sounds like such uh, an amazing potential gift because I do believe that uh, and, you know, she we've referenced her stuff before. And she, at one point, I, she had another reel that was like, you're going to meet someone completely different every five to 10 years in your relationship. And I definitely think that that's the case. I mean, even just looking at my relationship currently, I feel like I'm so much different than I was even five years ago. And so I love this idea of continuing to – Get to know someone new or decide to actively choose the person. You know, one of the things that I don't take for granted is I don't take for granted that we're just like good to go. You know, I think some people just go, oh, we fucking, we found each other, right? We found each other. We got married. Now we're good to go. Like we just look at, like, okay, finally, phew, like I'm fine. I'm, I'm here, right? And I just think that's the beginning. I think that's the start of the relationship because I think that it is really easy to, and without even knowing it, someone within the relationship can be growing faster. Someone can be growing slower. And I think a lot of times you don't realize that's happening in the moment until it's been five years or 10 years. And you're like, wow, we're not connecting in the ways that we once did. Do we just need to throw this out and start over? Or can we do it from within our current Relationship. One of the things that really my initial thought, because this was sort of similar to when I was married, um, I had found out about my ex husband's affair, but it had been over for a while. So he literally, I was ready to be like, "Are we done?" And he was like, "Well, I really want to work on it, and I choose you, and I've never not chosen you, and all these kind of things." And so we decided to try and work on it. I think it, the ironic thing about that transformation or that transition was he and I are closer now as friends and more trusting now than we ever were when we were married. And I think Mm -hmm. that the potential struggle or issue with just deconstruction and like just like uh, what was she calling demolition or whatever she was calling it and like building it back up is that everything still happened. So there is this moment where you have to go, is it too little too late? And I think Mm. for my ex-husband and I, that was the case. Too much had transpired. So even though both of us had the best intention and we're like, okay, we're going to make it work and we're going to stay together and we're going to do these things, I think just too much had transpired. So even if I could be present to the relationship I was in at that moment, which was good, I think that I just couldn't forget what had happened for years and so I do think that there's and you know I was it's funny I, I think I told you and I've shared on the podcast that I'm I'm seeing a therapist for just some just some stuff like that I'm working through and I was sort of telling her about the affair and telling her about you know the situation and I said ironically we have a great relationship now probably the best relationship we've ever had but we're not together Mm -hmm. so I think it's okay to say like we can actually probably continue this relationship but do we need to be married you know and a lot of people and that's the thing too is you work through a lot of these things like Jade and I we work through all of our shit but the outcome is we're not together and that's the fear right it's like okay we're going into this thing and like we're gonna communicate and we're gonna talk through it and we're gonna like and we're gonna share honestly But when you share, honestly, there are consequences, you know, there are consequences that, that hit you and there are consequences that you take in and you can't just forget them. And so, you know, the outcome of that was we work through all of our shit, but the outcome is we're not together. So I don't, I don't know that you necessarily have to be like, we're doing this thing and it needs to be a marriage. I think you could just go into it going, let's just work on us. Let's work on our relationship. And then allow for whatever is supposed to happen to our relationship, whatever kind of container it's supposed to be, yep. whether it's friendship or co parenting or, you know, or a romantic relationship, let's let that figure itself out. So let's work on our communication. Let's work on our honesty. Let's work on maybe some of the things we haven't been working on and let the chips fall in terms of what that ends up looking like.
0: I really love that. Uh, one of the things she mentioned, Alexi, in this reel was looking at the reasons why you're trying to not like, split up, whether it is, are you afraid of being alone or is it something you really want to make work out? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about in my work with Kelly and Kelly was on the podcast. She's a relationship coach and she used to be a therapist. One of the things she's really big on is kind of what you just said was working on all of the things you can, the communication, the pieces where you struggled. And if you do decide to break up, it's a mutual joint decision of breaking up. Not, you're not making the decision out of anger, like, this flipping over the table I'm out of here it's we've tried all these things together we've worked as much as we can as two people and it's still just not matching up and so we're going to lovingly end this relationship and this container however it is and we can still be friends or whatever that is but it's not ending in a way that's um like throw, pulling the pin out of the grenade and just blowing it up and i think that's really powerful and I think you know we are put in relationships I know that so many of us have been in relationships where we find ourselves in patterns. We're going where we leave someone and then we end up with the same type of person, maybe not the same name, but it's like it's the same person. It's the same guy over and over, the same girl over and over. And until we learn to work through those, we're going to keep finding the same thing. So, for the most part, outside of uh, abuse and again this is could be a whole other thing on like how do you even know if you're in an abusive relationship mm-hmm. but outside of that if you're in a relationship where you feel like there are some things there are some patterns that keep coming up and you're just not you're I would still figure out how to work through those so that if you do end up with a divorce or the breakup that you go into the next relationship Complete, uh, at least a different person, maybe not completely a different person, but you go into the a new relationship with different ideas, uh, different patterns, and things that you're not pulling in from the last one. I love it. So I, and I do love the idea of it. You know, I love the idea of okay, we're struggling. Let's just like all the issues. Let's take them down. But like you said too, you can't forget. It's easy to say it. It's it's nice to say like okay, let's just start fresh as if nothing happened, but you have a history and things did happen and things, or maybe things didn't happen. There was neglect. There was a lot of needs that were unmet. And it is really, really hard to, like she said, strip it down to the studs, just lay the foundation and start again. We all get into a relationship at a certain time in our life when we were a certain type of person and a certain person. And now we are a completely different person. Our partner is a different person. And so, we're not stripping it down to when we first met, we're stripping it down to who we are now and the, who we are now and who they are now maybe wouldn't have even met at this moment in time. So it's really interesting. You know, I like the analogies, but they don't necessarily always work in real life because we're all in different spaces. Mm
1: -hmm. One of the things that's been really interesting these last five years and Keith and I've been talking about this a lot lately is when we started this relationship, we were completely not only were we different people, but we were just completely different places in life. You know, at that point, I was, I had gotten off apps, but I kind of said, I was kind of saying that if I was single now, I would do everything differently than I was doing it back then. Cause right back then, I was kind of like, I remember you and I would be on dating apps and, you know, people would be like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how this date goes, right? Like for me, it was more, it definitely, I wasn't in a place where I was like, I really want a partner. I'm ready for like the real thing. I, you know, I'm ready to be serious with someone again. And I don't think he was either. And then we kind of like looked up and it's been like years and we're kind of like, oh yeah, we're, we're in a different place. We sort of kept choosing each other. And now it's getting to the point of like, okay, like, yeah, we've built this life together. And what, you know, what are our priorities and what, what do we want now? And I think, both of us have definitely come along to the point where we're like, yeah, we, even though neither one of was really looking for a relationship at the time, and there was definitely like a buffer period of being like, oh yeah, I'm in a relationship now. And like, you know, that was, you know, kind of getting out of that. It's been interesting to be like, okay, like five years later, is this what we want? You know? Cause it doesn't have to be, both of us would be good on our own and, and things like that. And things are going well, but it's like, yeah, you have to have that conversation. You can't just like, like, I think it's, it's, self-evident, but I didn't know to do it five years ago. You know what I mean? Because it was just like, oh, it's easy. It's light. It's fun. It's like, you know, and now all of a sudden you're like, okay, we, we have a life together. We live together. We're like, you know, we're doing all this stuff together. And so having that conversation, I think, I think you had to check in, you know, and you got to be like, cool. Are you good? And also, what do you want moving forward? At this point, neither one of us can be like, oh yeah, it's a fling. Like it's not a fling. it's not a fucking fling. Right. You know, and so you have to kind of decide like, all right, what do we want to do the next five? Do we want to do the next five together? Are we still good here? Are there things we can improve on? And I think a lot of people just don't ask those questions. I don't know if it's just the hypervigilance from being cheated on or what, but for me, I'm always just like, I don't, like if we're not, like we need to be talking about this stuff. Like, are you good? What do you need? What's, you know, I kind of feel like, especially the last couple of years for me in the business I've been really doing a lot and I'm kind of like I could easily just do that, you know? I don't necessarily like need to be in a relationship. I could easily just be like I'm doing this and I don't want to like leave him behind if he wants to be on the ride with me. And so we've been having some conversations around that too. So I think you do have to check in and also you have to be honest with each other. That's what's hard and that takes a level of self-awareness. You have to know yourself. Cuz if you don't know yourself, you're just going to be like you're just going to literally just go along with it, and then that's when people have midlife crises, right? They just wake up and they're like, "I didn't even choose this. I hate my life." So the awareness piece, maybe it's over awareness, but there needs to be an awareness of like, okay, what do I want this to look like? And I think for entrepreneurs, it's easier to have that awareness because we're always like, where are we going next? Where's the business going next? What do we want in life? What does our career look like? We're constantly thinking about that from like a visionary standpoint. I think you have to be a visionary in your relationship too. It doesn't have to be like this massively serious, like we're, you know, putting our bank accounts together and doing all that stuff. But you do have to have the question of like, where do we see this relationship going? And, you know, and also being honest about are we, is, are we on the trajectory to hit that or not?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I think that, a lot of people don't ask those questions. And then when someone does, and this is where it's tricky too, and it goes back to the ending of the relationship is let's say usually at one person, it's kind of there first, they're like, wait a second, things haven't been going that great. And another person is kind of just you know, maybe trudging along, maybe realizing it's not fantastic, but they're not really going to do anything different about it. So it's brought up. And sometimes the person who notices first gets really frustrated. They're like, I want out. But we also need to remember that if we're bringing it up, we need to give the other person time to get to their own conclusion to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, I I see this happen a lot, or I remember when I was divorced, is just hearing about. I feel like a lot of women will break up with a guy, and the guy's like blindsided, right? He's like, "I didn't see this how I didn't see this coming," and you're like, "How?" But I think there is this time where the I'm just going to say the guy cuz it's just in this general example but the guy needs to catch up and realize what's happening and there needs to be some honest communication. I think sometimes we can feel like we've made the we've said the things over and over but maybe we haven't said it in a way that could be understood and so we need to make sure our communication is clear that we're doing our best to to make sure. And then again back to letting the chips fall and then see where it all comes out in the wash. Like, how do you want to do this? How do we want to look at this? How do we want a relationship to look going forward? And yeah, again, back to like stripping it all down. Um, You know, I, we don't have kids. You and I don't have kids. Alexi, she has four children, so they have a completely different life too. And I think that also has to be brought into this conversation is for her to say that it's, It's also interesting because when her and her husband got got married, they obviously didn't have children. So four children changes everything. And the same when you and Keith and me and Jeff got together, we were different people than we are today. So we can never go back to just the, the studs. Like so many things have changed. And if you have kids, things obviously change. There's new lives completely involved. So again, it's like you can't scratch out all the past. So you have to decide what are we going back to And how do we build from that? And what are the new things that we want going forward? Or what are the things that we no longer want to take with us into the next version of our relationship? And I don't think it has to get to the point of breaking up or divorce to have these conversations. I talked about this before. Um, Jeff and I used to have these monthly, we talked about signing the lease and then we were like, okay, we'll do it every six months. And so we're, it's like kind of this joke, but also not a joke of, okay, like if you're signing a lease, every time your, your lease comes up in your, your house or something right you have to decide are we going to stay in this house or are we going to move and so every one of these anniversaries we'd have we'd say how are we doing right now like do we want to keep do, do we want to keep doing this basically is this still working for you is this still working for me and are we signing this lease for the next 6 months or is it going to be another year or like what's our next agreement and as silly as that is it it's probably something that could be really beneficial to a lot of couples is like having those check-ins whether they are quarterly, yearly. Um, I'd say at least yearly, like an anniversary of sorts where you can have that conversation. But I think it really is important to have those check-ins.
1: Yeah. One of the thing, and I love that. And I think one of the things that I liked about what Alexi was saying was it, it sounds like she was like, you have nothing to lose at this point. You know, like you're in a place where like there's nothing to lose. I think for a lot of people, they maybe don't have these conversations because yeah. if you bring up this conversation, there's a chance that someone's out right there's a chance that someone's like actually this isn't good for me anymore so i think for a lot of people maybe they avoid having the like state of the union talks because there's always a risk if you start bringing shit up right if you start like bringing things up to the surface all of a sudden now there's an option that it wouldn't work out right versus having your head down and being a kind of asleep in the relationship and so for i think you know, the benefit of getting to the point where you're just like, this shit ain't working, you're literally like, we have nothing to lose if we try. You know what I mean? Like, except a little bit, maybe time would be the only thing that you could potentially lose, which is is a lot, right? Which is something. But I think if you're in a position where you're like, we're ready to get divorced, there's nothing to lose there. That Everything's on the table already. We're already having the conversation. We're already having the scary, crucial conversations for, I think for a lot of people having these state of the unions, it's like, Do I even want to bring this up? Because what if my spouse or my partner is not happy? Or what if they don't want to be with me anymore? Now I'm opening that door. So I think a lot of people would just probably, and I think this is me and my marriage, to be honest, I think I would have preferred to just be like, we're good, right? And just keep it moving. Versus have these sort of check-in moments so I mean I know it can be scary, but it's if you do get to the point where you're just like well this shit ain't working, then why not have these conversations that's when you but again when you have these conversations you might hear some things you don't like and then yeah. and now there's some risk involved now there's some some serious there might be some consequences involved
0: that's such a good point if you are at that place of it's either going to end or we're going to try this one last thing, then you might as well. Cause you're already, you're already spacing the end. So you, you, there is nothing to lose. I think that, you know, to her, to her congratulations, it's like, yeah, congratulations. Like you're making, you're going to figure out something one way or another. You're going to figure it out. I remember actually the day I signed my divorce papers, I was Ubering. I was um, Ubering and the Uber driver was chatting with me. He's like, Hey, what's going on? And I he asked what I was doing. I said, Oh, I just signed my divorce papers. And he said, Congratulations. And I just burst into tears because I remember thinking, like, this is not congratulations. <laughs> but I get it. Like, you know, for a lot of people it, it is. But I also want to say, like, just having some kind of resolution is so helpful. So to get to the end and you're like, I'm done. But if you can go, I'm gonna give it this one last shot. This is we're gonna lay it all out there on the table, and then if it doesn't work, then you then know. You know. And, and even, even back to what I said about Kelly saying, "Work out as much as you can because this is your last chance." Like the, our relationships are really our practice grounds for communication. Mm-hmm. They're our practice mm-hmm. grounds for our triggers. There's, there's no one else in the world who could trigger you like your partner can trigger you. Like they are just made in a way that finds those buttons, right? And same with your kids and your parents and anyone in your your close relationships, those people are just somehow designed to figure out those buttons to push that just drive you the most crazy. And if you choose to have growth, if you choose to try to get better, if you want to not let those things bother you, then this is the time and opportunity to work through them as much as possible before you decide to cut that relationship off. And the answer might be to end it, but it doesn't have to end. And we've talked about this and, you know, having a breakup, it doesn't have to be um, a nasty, you know, drawn out, horrible divorce. You can amicably split and have a friendship afterwards and be loving towards the person you're no longer sharing your life with. And to me, that's a much, more desirable outcome. It doesn't always end up that way. And you don't always get to have that outcome. But if you are able to, if you can set aside your ego and see that person that you did love at one point with loving eyes and with compassion and with forgiveness, I think going to your next relationship is going to be a whole lot easier. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I love that. it's always, it's always hard, right? you'll have feelings um, about things, but I agree with you. Cause then you just know you left it all in the field. You're like, you know what? We did everything we possibly can. It was funny when I finally like announced my divorce and I kind of like announced it, like, not like I'm a celebrity or anything, but I like sent out to my email list. And I think the subject line of the email address is what you were just talking about Is a quote from Byron Katie. She says, the person you live with is your greatest teacher. And I remember sharing it with my audience because they kind of knew my ex-husband and we kind of grew up together, you know, in this, in this space or whatever. And I remember just saying like, I'm not available for any feedback, you know? And I remember saying, we've looked at this thing sideways, up, down, we've tried every possible angle. We see all the angles, we've tried it all, please know like... Do this or, you know, whatever. Like I so I put that in the emails. Like, please do not like send me, you know, any idea. Like, we've done it all. And so I think then you know that you can leave the relationship knowing that you left everything out on the field and that it was the right choice. And you'll never wonder what if. So thought this was a good. I just thought this was a good. And by the way, what Danny was talking about, we talk about using relationships as a way to practice things like communication and uh, boundaries and honesty and things like that. We have a whole that's like a whole course called the Happiness Diet that goes into this pretty in depth. If you guys go to thehappinessdiet.com, you'll see all the examples, and we talk about it from the perspective of using not only your romantic relationships but using your relationships with your kids and your parents and your siblings. And your close friends and all of these things that really do sort of put up a mirror to some of our biggest insecurities and sensitivities and limiting beliefs and and doubts and things like that and really give us opportunities to get better at some of these personal development skills and really have a deeper understanding of ourselves and what we need moving forward and ironically I know you kind of put together yours right after your divorce. And I actually put together the part, my part in the happiness diet right after I left my marriage. And at that point, I was very clear. I was very clear on what was going on. I was very clear on what I wanted. I was very clear on the tools and the strategies. And if you guys have not done the happiness diet, that would definitely, if you're like listening to this and you're like, yes, like I need to figure out how to get these tools and how to use my relationships that are challenging me currently to get better at some of these skills. I love, you know, I love. I loved my divorce for that reason. I I, like really felt like I became a really good communicator and had a lot of self-awareness and could be honest without cruelty, right? And honest without making it into a fight. Um, and so it really matured me quite a bit. So if you guys go to happinessdiet.com, you can check out all the details there. Um, but people have gone through the course, absolutely loved it. And if you're really in that place right now, it might be a good place to start.
0: Yep. I love that. Well, I got nothing else to cool. say on this one.
1: All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Make sure you guys are following Alexi. We we should have her on the podcast, actually. (laughs) We've referenced her like five times now. Her stuff is just great. And um, yeah, if you guys have any comments, questions, or would like any uh, for us to riff on anything, our DMs are always open at the Best Life Podcast. You can always hit us up there or at JillFit at dannyj.com on the socials. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a good rest of your week. Bye. Bye, y'all.